I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, based on the proximity... It sounds like my crazy next door neighbor who doesn't have a yard. <laughs> he has no. killed all the grass yes. in his backyard um, because he has basically a garbage dump back there. Yeah. Um, it's well, no, I was going to say it's well organized, but it's not. But it's, it's like. Not. It's probably organized according to his crazy brain. Yeah. Um, it looks different every time. Yeah. He's constantly moving stuff around because I don't think he sleeps ever. Yeah. So he's probably cutting up. Now there are two of There's them. There's more than one now. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, is it chainsaw mating season? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> we are just in the thick of it. <laughs> this is a terrible time to record. Okay, well, hopefully the soothing sounds of the chainsaw courting dance. Oh my god. <laughs> for the background. Listen. <laughs> so ridiculous. Guys, go to our website, donate to our tip jar so that we can soundproof the podcast. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to hear things like this. Please. Donate enough and we'll just buy the house next door and make the whole thing the podcast. <gasps> oh my god, that would be incredible. Yeah. And then I'll live there. Maybe it has fewer plumbing issues than my house. <laughs> I am not talking about my plumbing issues this episode. It probably doesn't because, as you know, the listing for that house says that the current owner has made some improvements <laughs> yes and well lists him as an artist the current renter he doesn't yeah. own it no that's true the owner has not been in the house for at years? least a year yeah well i don't know if she's been in it she's she comes by every once in a while yeah I'm, but there a... yeah the listing has no interior photos it has a couple but it says that they are from a year ago right or yeah the last time that she was in the house or whatever these photos are taken from whatever something like that and now we're hearing dueling chainsaws yeah and that the the current renter slash artist is how she refers to him has made some interesting improvements that was posted in june yeah it's currently well it's this will come out in february so yeah he's still there but it's currently january oh podcast time is even worse than real time it's true I am dying to see the inside of this house. I know. <laughs> I have no idea what it looks like, but based on the backyard, the fact that one of the upstairs windows has been taken out and replaced with a door. Oh no. To I never nowhere. Noticed that. Yeah. I never want to look at the house for too long. Right. <laughs> and I'm here. Yeah. I'm afraid he'll like be there looking back oh, at me. Oh, I know. Me. I always look <laughs> through my blinds. Yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't know that I'm looking. <laughs> oh. So. All this is to say, I'm sorry if you can hear the chainsaws in the background. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, he's probably just, you know, doing some... He's having a good old time. At least he's not yelling. Home improvement. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Tim Allen again. Oh my god, I have to 
say that this doing research for this podcast has ruined my like news alert algorithm (laughs) yeah (laughs) i keep getting news alerts about tim allen's show last man standing and like interviews and and i'm like i don't care yeah and i keep like pushing the little thing that's like please don't tell me about i don't care yeah i I never want to hear anything about last but for some reason like i've researched all of the movies and it has just hung on to tim allen (laughs) and i'm like give me (laughs) anything else please (laughs) every now and then it'll be like Hocus Pocus 2 is being made Ooh. at some point. And I'm like, okay, that's yeah. fine. I don't care. Holding my breath for that sequel. Yeah. I don't get it. I just, I know, I feel like I know the intimate details of Tim Allen's life now yeah. via Google alerts. And I'm like, ah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Did you say you have a funny story? Yeah, I always have a funny story. Tell me your funny story. My existence is hilarious. <laughs> that's true. So there I was in the dog park with my dog. And, uh, you know, when dogs are at the dog park, they play real hard. They have fun. They're running around. Sure. They got to poop. Yeah. Sometimes a dog got to poop. And That's at the dog do. park, you're allowed to. It's yeah. cool. I got a bag in my pocket. You poop. I pick it up. We throw it away. No big deal. It's true. It's the way it, it's the way it works. So we're just kind of walking around. My dog Cricket uh, stops to uh, take a poop. Cricket is so cute that even when she's pooping, she like makes eye contact and smiles at you. No, because she's just having so much fun. Yeah. She's like, ha ha ha, I'm pooping outside. <laughs> hey, mom, I'm having a great time. Gonna keep playing when I'm done. <laughs> like it's just her little pit bull smiley face. Yeah. Anyway, so she's doing her business, and mm-hmm. we're standing there, and I'm getting the bag out of my pocket, and I'm ready. And this other big fluffy dog comes over, like some sort of like doodle something, like yeah. it has like the curly fur. Yeah. Um. Oh. comes over and like gets in cricket's butt as she's pooping just <laughs> oh, like really sniffing it and <laughs> i'm like you know what i'm i mean dogs do that i guess so you know i'm just right gonna, it's fine um so cricket gets done and runs away and i'm like walking over to pick up the poop and this other dog just head first oh. launches itself into the fresh poop <laughs> and rolls around aggressively oh that dog would just live at the dog park yeah i would like if my dog did that i would be like well you live here now yes you're not getting in my car i will come get you the next time it rains <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> and also the the dog's owner was like this older lady and she like ran over and was like kind of yelling at her dog but like in a way that i could tell like this happens a lot no no and i was like i would return the dog yeah I'd be like i have a receipt this one is defective <laughs> it's broke like i've seen dogs like roll around in dead stuff like a lot of dogs are sure into that. but for some reason like fresh poop yeah no 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 thank you no i mean i guess if you had like like a truck where it was like you can go in the bed, yeah, maybe. and I will take you immediately to the groomers or to the oh the poor groomers. I know. <laughs> Here's my shit dog. <laughs> <laughs> what breed is it? Or like shit? It's a turd mix. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yeah. The only okay. Here's my solution. If it was, like, a thing that didn't happen all the time, and you're like, I gotta get my dog back in my car. Because, okay, let's all be honest, we're not abandoning our dog at the dog park. No. But in an emergency, go get two poop bags, put them over your hands, like gloves. Yes. Bring your dog over to the water thing. Yes. Run the water. 
God, that's going to be so cold. Yes. Your dog deserves it. I agree. <laughs> but you can, like, maybe wash your dog off this way yeah. to get some of it If you off. can get your dog to stand still in that freezing cold water, which... Yeah, if your dog's rolling in poop, I mean... You probably, probably don't have a handle on that dog. The most behaved dog. <sighs> Cricket would just be like, hell yeah, mom, this is fun. Right. <laughs> I love water. <laughs> like, all right. I love it. My name's Cricket. My name's Cricket Nicole. I'm Cricket Nicole. <laughs> I love water. I would never roll in poop, Mom, because I love you too much. <laughs> That's exactly what cricket sounds like. Anyway. Anyway. Let's yeah. get started, because we have... <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit. Hey, it's been I'm a minute. Bucket Snake. <laughs> I'm Meat Wedge. That's not any of... None of that is what this podcast is about. That's not why you're here. So. It's kind of about that, because it is in the podcast now. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it's about now. That's true. This podcast is about whatever we talk about. Because it's our fucking podcast. I don't like it. Don't listen. Don't listen. Please listen. Okay. Please, please do. Please, please like me. Tell your friends. Go All on. right. <laughs> what are we here to talk about? Today we're talking about James and the Giant Peach. Yes. It is a children's movie. It is a children's that movie. That we haven't watched in a long time. We're going to try and remember it. We're going to tell you what we remember. Then we're going to go watch it. Then we're going to come back and tell you what actually happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, do some research. Let you know. Yeah, a little bit of trivia, some facts. All the cool stuff so you can impress your friends. Yep. Because that's what, that's what really impresses people. Honestly. Yeah. Useless I, information. I just told somebody the other day, something came up about, I think, Home Alone, and I went, did you know? And then oh. I stopped myself and I was like, I'm going to be so obnoxious, so much more obnoxious yeah. going forward about all this music or like movie trivia that's in my brain. Yep. I'm already that way. Yeah. Because, I mean... But now I've actively researched it. Yes. But I'm saying, like, we have done enough of this now that I have already become no, more No, I just didn't... It didn't quite hit me of, like, oh, how yeah. bad it's gonna be from here on out. Or just be like, did you know? Any t- and the more movies we do, the more information I'll have. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna be so fun. Did you know Chris Farley was almost in that? <laughs> What? Oh no! Chris Farley was almost the peach. <laughs> That's wild. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, I already do that because I do hair. And yeah. Oh, there's so no, much time to. There's no small talk right now because no one's doing anything. That's true. So For I'm me, it's just like... my my poor hapless coworkers who do not care, and I just show. I'm like, guess what, y'all? <laughs> guess what? You don't have to listen to my podcast because you're getting. The cliff notes right now yes, because I know. you have to stand here. I try not to like ruin it for any of my friends that I know do listen to it, but that I do talk to. But sometimes I'll just be like, oh my God. Right. Like I got to tell you right now and the episode doesn't come out for two weeks and I just need somebody to know. Yeah. Or I just watched it yesterday and I need to talk about Sorry, it. Sorry, We don't record until Thursday. <laughs> yes. So. Okay. Anyway, James and the Giant Peach. Yeah. I like this movie. I've always liked this movie. I remember liking it. I love. Is it a Tim Burton film? Peaches. I don't know. Is it a Timothy it feels Burton film? Very Timothy Burton. It does. I haven't seen it I since I was small. Oh yeah. Small. I can tell you pretty much everything that happens in it. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. I mean <laughs> do you want me to? Is that the point? You tell me what you think happens. I don't remember. Uh there's a kid. Mm-hmm. His name is James. He has small hair, not a bowl cut. He wakes up in a peach. I don't know. <laughs> he just wakes up. He wakes up and he's like, well, I'm in a pickle. No, a peach. A peach. <laughs> oh, shit. And they, like, have adventures, float 
somewhere. I don't. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it's a good time. They have a good time. <laughs> remember any side characters? No, there are there are side characters, but they're not people. Right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen. I mean, nothing that. Well, almost nothing that you've said is wrong. He does not wake up in a peach. Um, just about this little oh, boy. He never falls asleep and wakes back up. <laughs> <laughs> this all happens within twelve hours. Yes, <laughs> two hours, in fact. I mean, if you'd said that, I'd be like, "Oh, okay, true." Yeah. No. Um. So this little boy named James. His parents are dead. Yeah. They were eaten by a rhinoceros that escaped from the zoo. He lives in London. All right. With his aunt Spiker and his aunt Sponge. If you'll recall from Babe, I believe, when I said anti-sponge. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so he lives with them, and they're really, really awful, and they, like, don't, you know, he has nothing in his bedroom. It's, like, super sad and bare and whatever. Oh, a Harry Potter moment. Yeah, very, very much so. Yeah. Um, and he meets this old man, played by Pete Postlewaite, who I love so much. Don't know him. If, he, if you saw him, you'd be like, oh, that guy. Uh-huh. And he gives him these, like glowing green like maggot looking things in a bag because he makes a wish okay it's his birthday and he like makes a wish and he's like please i want to go to new york he and his parents were supposed to go visit new york he wants to go there so bad um and so he like makes this birthday wish and he's like he sings a little song about how his name is james it's very cute um my name is james yeah do 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 (laughs) he runs into this old man who gives him yeah these like slimy glowing green things yeah i can't remember that you have to like boil these under a full moon and like drink them and he gives him all these instructions yeah so like to like change his life jack and the beanstalk kind of thing kind of yeah okay but then as james is like running back home he trips and drops them everywhere Oh. And they, like, burrow into the ground underneath this peach tree. Oh. And then when he wakes up... There's a giant peach. It's growing a peach. Like, at first, it's just one, like, one normal-sized peach. And then as they're looking at it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. And then things things happen. Yeah. He... Basically, he ends up crawling inside of it, turns into a cartoon, and it, like, snaps off. Oh, this and, starts out live action? Yeah. Oh. Um, as he's crawling, he, like, takes a big bite out of it, because he's, like, hungry all the time, and when he eats it, like, one of the little green things, like, crawls into there, and he, like, swallows the green thing. And so, like, he turns into a cartoon, he climbs into the peach, or a big hole opens in the side of it, yeah, he climbs Uh. into it, um, and it's full of bugs, it's full, like, giant bugs, there's a centipede, a grasshopper, a spider, a glowworm, a ladybug, okay, an earthworm, and they, they decide they're gonna take this peach to... To the city. New York. Yep. So they... What is with these movies? I am now a cartoon and we're going to the city. We're going to the city. <laughs> what? I don't know. Why? I don't know. I mean, I guess turning into I could into go into way, way more detail, but there's a yeah. lot of, like, quotes that live in my brain. Like, um, the earthworm at one point, there's a giant mechanical shark that they encounter in the ocean at uh-huh. some point. That makes sense, yeah. the earthworm, like, helps to defeat it and he's like you just defeated that you know thing single-handedly and the other one's like no handedly he's a worm <laughs> um <laughs> well that's adorable yeah the whole i do thing love is, worms is pretty cute and the ladybug yeah. is like all grandmotherly and the spider is like french and sexy and then the centipede is like hey new york they love me there and it's just it's interesting is yeah. there forced romance well the centipede and the spider already love each other oh they have like a thing kind of going on that's cute. Yeah. Well, I think he's in love with her, and she's like, get away from me, you disgust me, but I love you so much. I don't know, it's a thing. All right. They kiss at one point. Anyway. So, and before 
we go watch the movie, we are also going to make a drink to go with it. Yeah. We got this idea from our friends who have a podcast in Philly. Um, it's part of like what they do. Uh, they made us a, a little cocktail to go with the movie this week. So they are a Philadelphia-based podcast battling the strange and unusual. They welcome the weird things that go bump in the night and try to get whatever it is to have a drink with them. Each host has different skills behind the bar, and with their powers combined, they create some of Philly's finest cryptid-inspired beverages. You can join Sam, Aaron, and Batman as they squawk and cackle about science's lesser-acknowledged creatures. Oh, and maybe catch a buzz along the way. You can find them on all streaming platforms, even interdimensional, at Area 215. And if you want to make the drink along with us... Here's the recipe. So they called it the Angel Fang Cocktail, which is what the centipede calls the spider at some point in the movie. And it is one ounce of Kettle One Peach Orange Blossom Vodka, one ounce Basil Simple Syrup, half an ounce, which is roughly half a lemon, of lemon juice. Pour all that over ice and top it with club soda. And to make basil simple syrup, you bring one cup of sugar and one cup of water to a boil, add a bunch of basil. This says about a cup to a cup and a half, depending on how basil-y you like it. More basil. All the basil. Um, once it's boiling, turn the stove off, cover it, leave it to cool for about 20 minutes, strain all those basil leaves out of there, unless you want to chew on them. I'm not here to judge. Yeah, just eat them. Cool it. You're good to go. And then garnish the whole thing with a peach ring. Because we're adults. Because we're we adults. want candy. And we want candy. With our alcohol. Yeah. It's like her little hat. Yeah. That's what being an adult is about. Yeah. You can have as much candy and alcohol as you want. No one can stop you. No one can stop you. Maybe you should. <laughs> Maybe someone should stop yeah. you, but they can't. They won't. They won't stop us. <laughs> <laughs> we are unstoppable. <laughs> we're recording this in the past, so you can't even do anything about it now. <laughs> Yeah, so if you want to make it along with us and drink that with us, I highly, highly recommend it. It sounds amazing. I'm very excited. We're going to go do that. Yeah. We're, we're going to go watch the movie. Get drunk and watch kids' movies. Yes. Fuck yeah. Because we're adults. Fuck yeah. We don't have to work today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back in the past and tell my 15-year-old self this is what I would be doing <laughs> in 18 years. Don't worry. One day you'll be cool. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey 
That was a fucking enchanting movie. Oh, it was. Yeah. I love it. I know I was annoying the shit out of my roommate while we were watching it because I just kept looking at her and saying the lines along with the movie. <laughs> I've seen it so People many times. I love that, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I always do. Yeah. You have to show that you like know the movie really well. Yeah. And then like check their reaction. Yeah. And you always see that they're enjoying. Oh, yes. <laughs> that you're quoting along with it. Uh-huh. Because it enhances their experience. Yeah, it's like you get it in... Stereo. Uh, stereo, yeah. Yeah. Bunch of dimensions. Did I ever tell you about the time? I just had a memory. <laughs> and maybe I should save it for when we do that movie, but I'm going to tell you anyway. That's okay. One time my friends and I were all hanging out. I was very I was a lot younger, like early 20s, and um we were drinking and my one roommate, I don't remember if he was high or what, but he described the entire plot of the movie Hook. Oh god. <laughs> from beginning to end. Yeah. It took as long as one of our episodes. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, cuz if you have to explain everything that's happening then But we were so like drunk and like enthralled you yeah. know and then the next morning we all woke up and wanted somebody just goes did we watch hook last night because <laughs> <laughs> we were so in it with his storytelling yeah <laughs> that's amazing but yeah that's what it's like you don't even need to watch movies you just have people quote them at you yeah you just listen to this podcast exactly literally <laughs> <laughs> literally what we're doing what here. we do if you get drunk while you listen to oh my god it, you get the full experience you'll feel like you watched it with us yeah google some pictures every now and then while you're watching uh one of my clients was like do you ever do like your own live reaction to things and i was like well we like take notes you know and and read back what our reactions were at the moment so kind of sort of i don't know how we would do that otherwise yeah i think that would be kind of copyrighted annoying too (laughs) yeah just be like i'm listening to them watch the movie it would be like um it would be like the riff tracks. That's true. I think just the audio though would be you got you need the yeah. visuals to yeah, go along. Yeah. We sort of do that with not not necessarily our reactions, but the way that we remember things in real time. True. Is kind of fun. Yeah. Mostly me, because you actually remember stuff about movies and yeah. I don't. But yeah. Let's get into it. The IMDB summary says an orphan who lives with his two cruel ants befriends anthropomorphic bugs who live inside a giant peach and they embark on a journey to New York City. Yeah. That which makes is exactly what happens. So much more sense than the Disney Plus summary, which was just like, after a boy befriends a spider when he saves it from his aunt. I was like, I mean, that's... That's like, just tell the whole story it then, happens, buddy. It happens, but yeah, yeah. It, it felt very like... And then? Mm-hmm. That's a much better plot summary. Good job, IMDb. Yeah, whoever works at IMDb, good job. You nailed it. Do you think it's just one person? Yes. Has to watch a lot of movies. All the summaries. (laughs) So it opens up with James's birthday and he's on the beach with his parents and Mm -hmm. they're looking up at the clouds and having a great day. Yeah. And his dad tells him that they're going to go to New York City. Yeah. I have never figured out, are they moving there? Or are they just visiting? Are they going to visit? Yeah. Because his dad's like, he just says, that's where we're going. And he says, you know, it's a city where dreams come true. And James wants to know if there are kids like him there. Yeah, which kind of implies that they would move there. Because if they were just going to visit, James wouldn't really need, like, friends. Right. But then he's also like, we'll go to the very top of the Empire State Building. Yeah. I mean, I guess you do touristy stuff when you first move to a city. That's true. When I moved here, I rode a horse. Yeah? No. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) Idiot. Oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> have you ever been in the Empire State Building? Uh, no, no. I've been in the John Hancock Building, but yeah. that one's in Chicago. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because we didn't go when you and I went to New York. Right. Yeah. No, it was my... too hot. We didn't do anything. Senior year of high school, we went to New York, but I. Uh, can't ride in elevators for very long. Yeah. They make me dizzy. Mm-hmm. And the Empire State Building, the, like, observatory deck is on, like, the 86th floor. Yeah. So it's a lot of elevators. So by the time I went up and then got back down, I was like, literally no one talked to me. <laughs> I was been, Yeah, I was feeling, it was bad. I was very dizzy and very uncomfortable. Was there a giant peach on top? No, there was not. No. Oh. Because, G- you, well, you know, it's in Central Park now. We're getting out of our building. That's true. So anyway, then what happens? A rhino kills his parents. <laughs> <laughs> yep, sure does. And then he moves in with fashion icon Auntie Sponge and Aunt Spiker. <laughs> they do have really good fashion. I made a note of that. And I will say anti Sponge for the rest of the movie. Okay, because well, she sucks. Uh, so yeah. It's fair. And that was like they show his parents dying and him moving in with them and doing a bunch of shitty chores like before the credits are even over. Yeah, it's like a lot happens. The ants are having a great day though. Just hanging out outside. Yeah. And they're like flowery. Uh-huh. Yeah, they really are. Anti Sponge says, <laughs> Observe my shapely nose. Behold my heavenly silky locks. And I said, Elameo, is this woman me? <laughs> She's even wearing a crop top. <laughs> it's like, Hell yeah. And I hate sponges too. <laughs> Just kidding, I don't. I do. I mean, they do seem very like, I don't understand how they're related to James at all. Yeah. Why they agreed to take him in. Yeah they're just they seem so happy you yeah know, they're like, with was, each other and... who was doing all this stuff for them before yeah i guess they had to do it themselves so that's where yeah. they were like oh if we have this boy come live with us we can because i know in the book i don't know if in the movie they say how old he is but in the book it's his fourth birthday is when his parents oh get eaten damn um and then he goes to live with them yeah the but movie I, I kind of like implies like yeah, that he's yeah, like eight or nine. It's like immediately after. Yeah, but so I think the implication is that he has lived with them for some time. Yeah, but in the movie, it feels like all this happens within like the day that he moves in, basically. Yeah, especially because he's still like you know he doesn't look like he's starving. Right. But they clearly are not feeding him. Well, yeah, I mean he gets some potato chip crumbs. Yeah, that he steals out of the garbage. <laughs> yeah, the ants find his little travel book that his dad left him mm-hmm. and tear it up. Yeah. And tell him that the rhino is going to get him, too. Yeah. So that kind of shows, like, how they're... I mean, he is a child. He's probably just going to do what adults say. But they're, like, threatening him. Right. Yeah, they're, like, trying to keep to him... To keep him in line or whatever. Still, that rhino's out there. They never caught it. You know, it got your parents and it can get you. So you have to stay here with us. I have a note here that says, this movie is dreary AF. Yeah. Because I was watching it... I started watching it while the sun was up. Mm-hmm. And I, like, almost couldn't see what was happening because it was so dark and, like, the sun being out and shining on the tv i was like i yeah. can't i had to turn all the lights off in my Tell living room because yeah it was just dark yeah but then he makes friends he makes his first friend with a spider a little spider yeah it's very cute it um, is cute and he sings her a song i know i love that song my yeah. mom and i sing that song to each other a lot How's yeah it go? pure nostalgia oh <laughs> how is it again what it... i can't remember can you remember oh me? yeah you want me to sing it yeah no <sighs> It's it's way too high for me. Like, I cannot. This is an eight-year-old boy singing this song. You can sing the meatball song. <laughs> he sings about how his name is James. I don't know why. It's just, if, yeah. if someone named James comes up, then that's a song that my mom and I will sing in response well, to that. 
That's cute. Yeah. I was a little annoyed watching this because there are no there were subtitles for the movie, but no subtitles for the songs. And I was like, I want to know what they're saying. Oh, yeah. In the other songs, in the later songs too, it's a little a little bit harder to understand. Yeah, James's song is pretty right, but I just noticed that I, well, I was like, I want to know. Yeah, all the words. Yeah. I'm not trying to miss anything. This is uh, important. It's for a podcast. His name is James. Oh, that's what his mother called him. Right. Uh, his name is James. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's always been. Right. What Sometimes was the, he forgets. What was the tune again? I can't. If he's lonely or afraid, <laughs> then I'll go inside my head there and look for James. Oh. Yeah. And then he sings about New York. Right. Because he it has become this, like, you know, holy grail kind of thing to him. Yeah. The place where dreams come true. Yeah, and where he and his parents wanted to go, and where his Aunt Spiker and Aunt Sponge are not. Yeah. Most importantly. Who named them? <laughs> um, Yeah, while he's singing, he makes, like, a little lantern that he draws a picture of New York City on. Mm-hmm. And it, like, floats away. Yeah, well, he puts his little candle Yeah, that was on his birthday cake. I... That always makes me so sad, because I'm like, he has so few things. Yeah. And then this one possession that he has, he's like, well, bye. Yeah. I was yeah. like, no! <laughs> he's like, it's time to let go. I gotta grow up. Yeah. Yeah, and then the next morning, the ants come in and try to kill the spider in a classic Home Alone moment. Mm-hmm. When the spider lands on Sponge's face, and then Spiker, like, smacks her in the face, <laughs> and she's you hit me in the face! You hit me in the face! <laughs> and then James saves the spider! Yeah! And while he's doing that, a random man shows up in the yard. Yeah, this friggin' homeless man. Which, everything that I read about it says Mm -hmm. he's supposed to be a Confederate soldier. Which is like... In London? In the 50s? (laughs) Like... What? Why? He's not dressed like a Confederate soldier. No! He's dressed like a a punk from... (laughs) 2015. Yeah! Traveled yeah, back got in his time. Battle vest on. He's, he's got, got too his many fingerless pins, gloves. Fingerless gloves. Yeah, he's balding. Yeah, <laughs> he's <laughs> just some guy outside right? our local bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they all refer to him as a Confederate soldier, which even has a British accent. So I don't understand why. Yeah, that's weird. And I'm pretty sure in the book they just call him the old man. So I I don't know whose idea that was, but that's what they call well, him. Well, their idea was bad. He shows up. I feel like he is like good Slugworth. Like, from Willy Wonka. Yeah. Yeah, because in Willy Wonka, Slugworth... I mean, these are both Roald Dahl stories, so... That's true. He just shows up out of nowhere in a dark tunnel, and is like, hey, kid. Which hey. is what this guy is doing, except he has good intentions rather than bad intentions, like yeah. Slugworth. Yeah. I would like the recipe for those weird worms. Well, I have it right here, if you want it. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, they are... Is this from your grandmother's recipe book, or...? Yes. Cool. So it's, it's a well-known thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like in Betty Crocker's cookbook, yeah. hors d'oeuvres, magic. It's in the magic section. Pies. <laughs> there are <laughs> crocodile tongues. Uh-huh. Long, slimy, a thousand of them. One thousand long, slimy crocodile tongues. Are you telling me there are a thousand crocodiles out there without a tongue now? I guess. Or Gotta do they be. have to kill them and then do it? I'm sure I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where he gets any of these things. All right, continue. Take the tongues. Boil them in the skull of a dead witch for 20 days and 20 nights. Add the fingers of a young monkey, the gizzard of a pig, the beak of a parrot, and three spoonfuls of sugar. Stew for a week and then let the moon do the rest. Ah. And then marvelous things will happen. Yeah, sure. So says the confederate. So says the confederate soldier. And he says, don't let them get away. Yes, because they will work their magic on whomever or whatever they touch first. And then he disappears. 
poof. Not before punching a hole through a stone wall. Oh, yeah, to be like, look, it's New York City. Poof. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. But also, yikes. I do think it's funny that James just got ghosted by a weird guy in a funny jacket. (laughs) He's like, I gotta go. Tinder? His Uber was there. (laughs) Tinder. (laughs) Yeah, and then right after... Weird man explains how long it took to make these things and how he should never lose them. What does he do? He loses them. He loses them, Meatwedge. He's running. He's running. And then he trips up those slippery ass stones that he lives on. He should have been more careful. And then the movie ends because he lost them all. <laughs> so nothing cool happens. <laughs> nothing cool happens. <laughs> Bye. But no, he is being dragged back into the house and the ants notice that the tree has a peach. Yeah. And Spiker says, well, I'll be blowed. <laughs> she sure does. And I wrote it down because I was like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? What? <laughs> and then the peach is growing. I do think before we to go back a little bit, I think it's interesting that the old man does not tell him what to do with these crocodile tongues. He doesn't say like, eat them. Yeah. Or you know, sprinkle them in your bed. Right. Or, or are they good or bad? Bake them into a yeah yeah he just says here they're magic yeah your wildest dreams will come true marvelous things will happen don't let him get away i mean james has some pretty bad dreams sometimes the end yeah yes yeah he doesn't tell him who he is he's just like here you go bye <laughs> interesting yeah and so anyway i just was like D- what do you do who do you think what, you are? put him in a tea what is what's the proper <laughs> i don't know a tea. you never know yeah yeah so he's getting dragged back inside, and they're like, look, there's a peach on that tree. And she's like, no way. <laughs> I feel like we should maybe pause here and explain that we've been drinking these drinks that were, uh, give, we were given the recipe. Oh, yeah. And so things are going to... I mean, we said before we went to go watch yeah. this movie that we were going to drink them. Yeah. Well, we, we said we were going to make them. We Just, made them. We're drinking we them. <laughs> anyway. So then the peach starts growing. You know, I changed my mind about what I said earlier because I said that they were, like, getting along and they're having a great time, but they don't particularly like each other either. No. I mean, Spiker is mean to her all the time. She calls her an idiot constantly. Yeah, and she makes fun of her outfits. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think they're just meant to be hateful people. I guess. I mean, you know, it's a kid's book. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know I know why James sticks around, you know, because he's, like... Nine. Nah, yeah. A little boy <laughs> and also too weak to run away because it's yeah. like cult rules where you got to not feed him very... Because I was like, you know, yeah. if he ate better, he'd probably be able to do more work. But yeah. it's like when you're in a cult. Right. They, they got to wear you, you down. And, yeah. So, yeah, the peach gets really big and unsurprisingly, the ants make it into like a, an attraction. Yeah. Where it people... like money. Come from all over to see the peach. I love when the... They're, like, taking everybody's money, and she's like, sorry, father, it'll cost you double. And he says, may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> I bet he won't. <laughs> um, yeah, people come see it, look at it, touch it, smell it. Uh, James gets dressed up because he wants to go play with the kids that have shown up. I know, but, but he's just then they're locked all in his room all day. Yeah. It's so sad. And they send him out to clean up all the trash, and he finds one more worm. Yeah. He's trying to chase it down. Yeah. But it gets away from him. And it jumps into the peach. And then James is like, you know what? I'm eating this fucking peach. I am peach. so hungry. Yeah. It smells great. This peach is bigger than my house. No one will notice. I have always, that scene where he just puts his hands full on into the peach and pulls it out. I'm just like, yes. Yeah, it looks I really want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it looks like, 
literally the perfect peach. Yeah. And and it is. I know you know. I don't know if the audience knows. Peaches are my brand. Yes. There is a joke that has existed in my family that my great grandma used to tell. Hmm. That if someone mentioned peaches, she would go, oh, do you like peaches? And if you say yes, she'd say, well, take a bite out of my ass. It's a real peach. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> That's yeah. where the sass comes from, your great grandma. Yes. That's cute. So it's it has persisted in my family. We don't say the whole thing, but if someone mentions peaches, we just go, oh, do you like peaches? <laughs> and then we move on. Anyway. Oh, do you like peaches? I got a drink for you. <laughs> I want to do that. I want to put my hands in a two-story peach. What a, did... <sighs> We'll get to it. Okay. Um, so while he's eating it, the little worm yeah. is like, wait for me. Jumps right in, is swallowed. Yes. By James. I bet that tasted terrible. <laughs> uh, there's three spoonfuls of sugar in there. Yeah. And then there a door appears in the peach. And James is like, huh. Fuck it. That doesn't seem Here suspicious. I go. Would you crawl in there? Mm, after seeing this movie, yes. Before? No. I think I would. It's dark. It is dark. Well, it's glowing, kind of green. Sticky. Yeah, but I, I think I would have to know. No, I'm good. And I mean, his life is so shitty already. Were, How much worse can it get? If I were nine years old, yes. Yeah. yeah. As a 33-year-old. <laughs> like, no. I gotta go to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, know. I think, I, I think even now I would be like... Thinking of the times that we've gone to the city museum and crawled around and yeah. been like, I'm having so much fun. All of my bones hurt. Oh my <laughs> God. This is so uncomfortable. Okay. So just imagine the city museum, but sticky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pass. I'm just going to. No. I don't know. I think I would. I think I'd crawl right in there. Um, yeah. So he climbs right in and he transforms into a cartoon, which yep. I guess just means your head gets bigger. Yeah. And his body gets <laughs> smaller. smaller. <laughs> And what does he see, Meat Wedge, when he goes into the peach? Bunch of bugs. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Big ones. That would be upsetting. I do love the centipede, and, like, you warm to him pretty quickly, but... Yeah. That's because he's Richard Dreyfus. Ugh. It's so gross. <laughs> the other bugs wouldn't bother me as much. The centipede would bother you the most? Mm-hmm. You just like the spider's shoes. I do. I you would... commented on them. Me too. While I was watching. You would be like, oh, no, a sp... Oh, but... Spider's fashionable. Yeah, she's got a cute hat. But a giant spider? I mean, spiders don't bother me either, but if I saw one as big as me. I feel like it's so big that you'd just be like, well, <laughs> it's fine, actually. Yeah, maybe. It's not going to crawl on my body because it literally can't. The giant grasshopper would gross me out the most. Yeah. They have too many parts. That's Well, that's how I feel about centipedes. They have too many legs. Yeah, the legs don't bother me as much as, like, all the face parts of a, of a grasshopper. That's true. The face parts are pretty gross. But he's green. I don't like crickets, but I do like grasshoppers. Because no. they're green and matte. And crickets are black and shiny. It's the black and shiny bugs that I can't handle. Yeah, that's fair. But both of them are stupid. <laughs> and they just jump with no idea where they're going. I know. It's purely aesthetic. Yeah. I think it's funny that the grasshopper is the smart one of the bunch. When a grasshopper is... A, are fucking... They're stupid. Are they? I mean, are any bugs slash arachnids known for being intelligent i mean centipedes are uh like sneakier though than this character yeah they're kind of like silent and just go about their business that's true a grasshopper is like oh no hey i gotta go oh that's your face i'm so sorry (laughs) jumps immediately (laughs) well it's because they don't have monocles and they can't see (laughs) side story the last the the first time kate and i went camping we didn't get there until after dark and had to set up the tent in the dark 
and I thought that I had been smacked in the face by a bat. Oh, God. Because something big and fleshy hit me. Oh, God. And it was so dark. Because yeah. we were, like, in the middle of the woods. And then we, like, got our lights set up and stuff. And I was like, oh, no, they're just giant grasshoppers everywhere. Fuck that. So <laughs> I just been smacked in the face by a grasshopper. I can't handle any bug in the dark. Yeah. Back to enormous bugs. Yeah. Yeah. A nightmare. <laughs> but he's wearing suspenders, so he's cool. The fact that he has pants on, I think, really makes him Yeah, and he's better. wearing a monocle. Well, the centipede, yeah. Oh, yeah, the centipede, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and James, too, is wearing pants. I think... (laughs) Yeah, I would hope so. (laughs) I think if you don't have any friends and then you see a bunch of giant talking bugs, like, okay. I mean, the rest of his life is such a nightmare. That's true. I mean, he's he's pretty scared at the beginning. Yeah, that's true. He's like, oh, God, they're going to eat me. And they're like, I'm a vegetarian. Right. I eat dirt. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot figure out the worm's accent. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, what? I mean, he, it's David Thewlis. He is British. I know, but there were sometimes he just, like, dropped it yeah. somehow. I was like, what? He doesn't know where he's from, either. This is the part where the glowworm... What is it that she mishears? He says, the old man with the green things. He said marvelous things would happen. Ah. And she says... Did he say marvelous pigs in satin? It's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. It is cute. And then, yeah, he's, he's telling them about New York City, I guess? Because they start singing about it. They start thinking about where they would like to live. Oh, okay. They yeah. don't necessarily have a destination in mind. They all just kind of sing about their ideal place where they would want to live. And the grasshopper and the centipede is like, you know, he starts it out. Bright lights, big city. That's where we got to go. Right. So he's talking about his where he would want to live. And, you know, Ladybug is like talking, singing about how she prefers the sunshine. Yeah. And the spider's like, I want to live in the dark. And then the worm's like, I just want some fucking dirt. Dirt. (laughs) Yeah, but then James hears the ants searching for him. Yeah. And the bugs also know to be afraid of them because they've all encountered. They've tried to kill them. The worm is like, Yeah, my brother got cut in half. Now I have two half brothers. So I've made that joke my entire life. Yeah. And I forgot that this is what it was from. And I love that, because I have five half-brothers, so it's a common joke. Yeah! (laughs) But yeah, so the ants come searching for him, so the centipede, like, detaches the peach from the tree. Mm -hmm. Don't know how the tree was still holding on to it. No. Well, Uh, because, you know, marvelous things. Yeah. Yeah, marvelous, right. Uh, (laughs) I should have said this was a fucking marvelous movie. Ah, shit! (laughs) Start over. And then the ants get in the car and they're, like, trying to chase after the peach, I guess, but the peach just ends up squishing them. Were they trying to chase after it or were they just trying to get out of the way? Oh, I don't know. They could have just gone back into the house. Yeah, gone in any direction. It wasn't like it was moving very fast. (laughs) That's true. They were just like, this is directly in the path. I'll go in here. Yeah. The peach rolls down the hill and through the town and approaches a rooster that thought it was sunrise. Yeah, that's... I love that. And then it picks up the fence. Yeah. Like, rolls over a fence, which is... It's walkways. Great. Of. Yeah. yeah. That was such a clever idea. Yeah. So they're, they land in the water and then James is like, I don't know what's happening. He mm-hmm. said that the answers would be here. And then he finds the travel book in his pocket. Yes. And it has a little picture of the peach and how far they've already traveled. Yeah. And it shows them going towards New York City. And the worm is upset. <laughs> He's always upset. And James is like, wait, you can do all of these things in the city and tells everybody like the things that they would like about it. So they all get excited. Mm-hmm. And then the centipede is like, I know how to get there. I've sailed all five seas. (laughs) Been to the icy shores of Tripoli. Right. And Grasshopper's like, you're an idiot. 
Yes, but they still let him do it. There are seven seas. Yeah, well, because none of them know anything. Yeah, that's true. Except for the grasshopper clearly knows more than he does. Yes. So. All right, so they decide that they need the seagulls to fly them there. Yes. And I don't know why. Well, Because they're already heading that way on the beach. They are, but they're kind of adrift. They're like, you know, we're right now we're at. They need to be able to, like, control the direction yes. they're going in. Yeah, they're just okay. at the mercy of the ocean. Yeah, um, I guess that's true. They gotta cross the entire Atlantic Ocean. Right. So they decide they're gonna use the worm as bird bait and catch seagulls to attach to the peach so yes. that they can fly there. Yes. The worm is very nervous. Yes. Because a mockingbird munched his mother. <laughs> well. Fair. Wouldn't you be nervous? He's scared of shovels. He can't he's see anything. Birds. Yeah. yeah, he can't see. Which, I mean, he shouldn't be scared because he's bigger than all them birds. He doesn't know. He can't see them. But they keep telling him. You're that's, six feet long now. That's true. But even actually, that didn't make him feel better anyway, because he was like, they're going to smush me. And he's like, nobody's going to smush you. You're six feet long. And he's like, it's just a bigger target. <laughs> so he's just always upset. <laughs> but while they're doing this, yes, a giant mechanical shark appears out of nowhere. What the fuck? Yeah. Is this in the book? No. Interesting. In the book, they get attacked by a school of actual sharks. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, that makes sense. Which start just taking bites out of the peach. And they're like, we gotta get out of the ocean before they eat the whole thing. For some reason, in the movie, it's this, like, it's just one big mechanical... Yeah, and the way it, like, sucks up the fish and then spits out its heads on plates. Yeah. I feel like it's trying to imply that the ants sent it after them. Yeah? But if they could do... That just seems out of character that they could do something like that. Right, that they're that that powerful. Or even know where James... I mean, I guess they've follow the later figure out yeah that he's in new york so they know i mean there could just be a mechanical shark in the ocean marvelous things will happen maybe a worm made it to the ocean and turned the shark into that but the reference back to the fish heads on a plate i think is what makes it like wait yeah is does this have to do something with them yeah it is very strange because it's not something that we've seen at all before it's not like it would almost make sense if they had like some sort of machine in their house that he was responsible like an incinerator in the basement that yeah. he had to put the trash in and it was like a big scary like monstery sort of thing that mm-hmm. he had to deal with and was afraid of or something like that but it just kind of seems to come out of nowhere and i can't and they're all just kind of like well you know it's like a thing that they have to deal with but yeah. none of them are like what the fuck is that i mean they're all Why? giant bugs they don't know what's going on either yeah. Why am I a giant bug in a peach riding across the ocean trying to catch a bird? Oh, there's a mechanical shark. That adds up. This might as well happen. <laughs> it's very um, strange. And why does it? Why is it so mad? It hates peaches. Got beef. Didn't you know? Sharks hate peaches. <laughs> mechanical sharks specifically hate peaches. Gotcha. That, everybody knows that. I'm sorry. But they do end up catching all the seagulls with a spider web, though the shark has already shot the peach. Yes. And, like, is shooting little torpedoes to make them lose seagulls yes. while they're going. Thankfully, though, the ladybug steps in. Yeah. With her purse. James hops on the grasshopper's back so that they can jump up and catch the seagulls that have been cut free. Mm-hmm. Bring them back down. But while they're doing that, the shark tries to shoot them again. Yeah. And the ladybug steps in. Mm-hmm. And apparently, <laughs> made of Kevlar. Yep. Because she... She says, degenerates! <laughs> <laughs> She's so sweet. It's very cute. And then the shark gets all tangled up in its own mechanics and it explodes Mm -hmm. not before the centipede almost gets eaten by the shark because he falls off the edge that's true onto the thing yeah and the spider like knocked the torpedo out of whatever you call it yeah yeah, out of the beach harpoon 
Harpoon, there you go. Yeah. Is knocking the harpoon out of the peach and doesn't realize that the centipede is still, like, balanced on the wire. Right. It's, but he makes it back. It's a very tense scene. Yeah. It's good, though. Yeah. It's handled well. Yeah. Good good action. Everybody contributes, which is really cool. And then they're all, like, very excited about yeah. succeeding. Their plan came together. They all worked together. Everybody played a part in it. And then... <laughs> they got all the seagulls. And the, the glowworm pops up and is like, we did it! And everyone... <laughs> Oh, I forgot the glowworm was in there. Yeah. I like, oh. always forget she's there. Hey, you with your weird eyeballs. And then here comes your favorite part when James is giving the worm a pep talk. And he's like, you did it. You you got us all the birds and you dealt with the shark single-handedly. No-handedly. <laughs> I love that. I know because he's, you know, the worm's all down on himself and he's so tense all the time where he like Can't, runs into James yeah. and he's like, whoever's there, get away from me who do you think it is man there's like six and options if you can't see why are you wandering around on yeah. the outside of a peach floating in the sky and where did he come from because he's like halfway down the railing and the worms what like, he where doing? is he going i guess he doesn't know what's down there that's true he might fall off just stay in the peach my dude stay on top at the very least no handedly <laughs> <laughs> i do like the way he says it then, then he sounds scottish for a second like yeah, i can't yeah, figure yeah. he's out. from all over the place so then they're like up in the clouds and the clouds are all, like, soft and peach-colored, and yeah. it was, like, very delightful. Shaped like teapots for some reason. No, why not? Why not? But then they, they realize they're very hungry. Yes. they've been on this journey for a while. Yes. And everything starts to look like food to the centipede, yes. which is very funny. Yes. <laughs> He's gonna eat a seagull, even though they're all like, we're vegetarian. Yeah. Worm turns into a hot dog. Yeah. That's great. I'm roasting up here. <laughs> <laughs> then go inside, you stupid worm. God. He doesn't, he doesn't know where the door is. <laughs> like please someone point me to the entrance yeah everyone's starving they fight over a piece of fucking soda bread that's been in ladybug's purse for who knows how long yeah but they're hungry they're hungry they fight over it they it forgot that they're on a giant fucking peach i know that is food yeah i mean i guess if you're on it for so long you kind of don't smell it anymore that's yeah that's probably true but i don't know i feel like even if you're inside of it it's sticky it's not gonna go away yeah, you're gonna know. Yeah. That smell is gonna... They haven't been there for that long. So there's a song about food now. Yep. Where they make the peaches into different shapes of food. Uh-huh. That's fun. And the centipede a... sings about all the gross things that he's eaten in his life. Yeah. Ugh. They have a frosty mug of peach juice. Yeah, that looks pretty good. They have... Yeah, except the grasshopper is the one who smushed it. With his toes. Yeah. All his shoes. Uh, peach snowball fight. That seems in... very sticky. They in cannot shoes. take a shower. But they have a great time. They're all yeah. bonding. Yeah. They got full bellies. And then they're they're all passed out. Miss Spider makes James a little bed. Yeah. And it looks comfy as hell. It does. Unless he's... you have to get up to pee because he's like strapped in. You don't get to. He's telling her, you know, everybody would like you if you just talked to them. Yeah. She's like, no, no, no. They're afraid of me. They can't help it. Doomed. Destined to be alone forever. He's like, I mean, we're friends. Yeah, we're friends. She's like, yeah, because you were nice to me. He's like, it's what I'm saying, girl. Like, Yeah, people are being nice to you. It's very sweet. It's a sweet moment. She also tells him, gives him like a little pep talk too. Like, you can do whatever you want or something. Yeah, no one can make you do anything you don't want to do. That's what it Cause is. Because he says, you know, if I'm worried that Spiker and Sponge will catch me and or that somebody will make me go back, I'll die if I have to go back there. And she says, no one can make you do anything that you don't want to do. Right. Which is really cute, but also not true, because he's a child, and he yes. has to, like, go to school and shit. I'm sorry, right. James. That's just the way the world works. And then he falls asleep. Classic. 
creepy dream sequence in every fucking movie we watch. It's gotta be a creepy dream sequence. It's so scary. I think it's kind of weird that they use his actual face. I guess it makes sense because that's what he looks like. That's probably how he would think of himself. But it's kind of jarring. I don't think he knows what he looks like as a cartoon right now anyway. Um, yeah, the ladybug shows him. She pulls a mirror oh, out of her purse true. and shows him. But yeah, I thought I thought the way that it was animated was really cool, though. It is very cool. And his little caterpillar body where he's, like, running and jumping is mm-hmm. very cute. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Of course, it is an omen because something bad is actually happening mm-hmm. in the real world. The yeah. real world where they're on a floating peach. Yes. He wakes up and they're lost. It's cold. In the frozen north. They're... Very far north or very, very far south. (laughs) He's not sure. Yeah, probably north. Probably. Uh, Everyone's upset about it. Yep. They get mad at the centipede because he's supposed to be in charge of getting them where they're supposed to go. And he's like, okay, I used to live in a National Geographic. Yeah, between two pages. And the pictures are great. Been anywhere. (laughs) He's just a centipede. He's like, what? You all believed me. (laughs) Except that he's from Brooklyn. But he was in London. But he was in London. So he's at least been those two places, which is probably farther than anyone else has traveled. Is he even from Brooklyn, though? He does say that he's from Brooklyn He also says that he's been to a lot of places. He also sounds like he's from Brooklyn. He's pretending. (laughs) Um, So James is like, oh, there's all these, like, ships that are stuck up here. I bet one of them has a compass on them. Yeah. But it would be suicide to go for one. So what does a centipede do? He jumps in. Of course he does. He's got to prove himself to everybody. That he, you know, that he's worthy of being in the group. That he, right. he's not a fuck up. That's he can do it. It's his fault that they're there. So, yeah. So he jumps in. Yep. And then Spider and James go after him. Yes. They're like, ah, he's gonna die. He's gonna die down there. He, <laughs> when the centipede gets to the ship that has the compass and there's a skeleton. Mm-hmm. And it's literally Jack Skellington, yep. which is funny. A skeleton? Uh-huh. And then he says, jackpot. Ha ha. Because he gets a compass. But the ship is haunted. Should have worn a belt. <laughs> Classic. Everyone can breathe underwater, I guess. Sure. I it. mean, they're all cartoons. Yeah. Right. So it's fine. Yeah. The spider and James find the centipede and they fight with all of the ghost pirates. And there's a lot of fun slapstick mm-hmm. in this part. It was really like well done and fun and they almost escape but the centipede gets pulled back down into the water yeah and everyone's like oh no it's what's in every movie yeah classic scene of a beloved character has died have to think someone's dead tragic especially that he sacrificed himself so that we could get away with Mm -hmm. the compass how sad oh oh he's okay he's fine (laughs) he pops back up and now he has a sword and a cool hat and a hat that he puts on the worm which is really cute yes a worm wearing a pirate hat come the fuck on it's so good so cute (laughs) classic get the fuck out of (laughs) here the centipede and the grasshopper make up after their fight and then the ladybug is telling the spider that she's like wow that was so cool you're so brave and they kind of like make friends and then they get back on the right track. I love that. I say this a lot in movies where, you know, a character does something shitty and then never apologizes. I love that the centipede and the grasshopper immediately start apologizing yeah. to each other. It's so cute. This movie does a really good job of, unlike the Brave Little Toaster or All Dogs Go to Heaven, or really any movie that we've done so far. Yes. 
of showing why these characters are friends rather yes. than just being like, oh, look, a weird group of characters that are just going to go on this adventure. Right. But you really see them all like become friends and their friendships develop. Yes. You know. Yeah. And it's it feels organic. Yes. Like an organic peach, you know? Yes. Yeah, no pesticides. Actually, <laughs> you can use pesticides on organic things. They oh. just have to be... Organic pesticides. Yeah, there's certain types of pesticides that I work in an organic grocery store. It's fine. Congrats. <laughs> I wish I worked in it. Okay, so the next scene when they're back on track is like the centipede is falling asleep at the helm again. Yeah. But he's like, I gotta keep an eye so on it. I was gonna steer us to New York. I'm gonna steer the peach to New York. Right, and the grasshopper's like, here, I'm just gonna set you in this chair and I'll take over for a while and yeah. it's fine. And they are so precariously perched on this peach for the whole fucking movie. And it makes me so nervous. It has always made me nervous. He sets him on that chair and he scoots him back. And then he scoots him so far to the he's edge. Like sitting sideways. I'm like, he's going to slide right off. Does this peach have its own gravity? Like, what is happening? Grasshopper, what are you doing? <laughs> but it's fine. He's fine. Yeah. And then James is like sitting down below on the little fence yeah this halfway. scene is so lovely like i just love the idea of yeah. like you know he's just sitting with his little feet dangling on this peach with all of his friends and like I, I mean it just looks like a nice night and then the grasshopper is like playing the violin it's just so beautiful yeah and i imagine it smells really good i wrote why is this so sweet i know and he like explains to him that dumb grasshoppers play music with their legs crickets oh yeah crickets cricket stuff right but he plays the violin from his soul. Yeah. And I got a little teary-eyed for some reason. No. Because it was just so sweet. I don't it know. really is. It was yeah. a sweet moment. Yeah. And he explains, like, when I'm happy, it sounds like this. And when I'm sad, you know. And James yeah. is like, I remember hearing you play that song, like, outside of my window. Yeah. And it's like, I wish I had a personal violinist. <laughs> right. To play me to sleep every night. Maybe also... outside the window, though. Like, don't be in the room. <laughs> yeah. That would be weird. That'd be weird. Just <laughs> <laughs> trying to fall asleep, like. Don't look at me. <laughs> yeah. Don't wake me up when you leave either. So, yeah, outside the window probably yeah, is like the best way to. Out in the street, maybe. Yeah, other people can enjoy it. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and then they all start singing a really sweet song about why they love James. Yes. Which is really adorable. Yes. And it is very clearly, I'm pretty sure all the songs are, but this song especially is like, well, that's clearly Randy Newman. Yeah. <laughs> it's this got is him where, all over I think it. this song was, was where I realized it was Randy Newman. Yeah. Um, but they all like wake up and come out and like sing to him. And I was just like, this is sweet, but I ain't getting out of bed to sing for nobody. <laughs> oh, a song? <laughs> no. Maybe they were already asleep. I'd be like, shut up! <laughs> just banging on the roof of the beach. <laughs> just squish <Yeah>. <laughs> Squawk, squawk, squawk. <laughs> Keep it down out there! <laughs> squawk, squawk, squawk. God. Oh, now I'm just covered in peach juice. <laughs> and Great. he's still singing. It's the cutest song, though. And then the spider and the centipede are dancing together. Yes. That's very sweet. And then... They see, in the distance, the city. It's New York. Bum, bum, bum. They made it. But then... no oh, God. The rhino in the clouds shows up. What is this guy's problem? I... He just has it out. Yeah. For James. It's like the crocodile in Peter Pan where he's like, I ate your parents. I'm coming back for more. He's yeah, just really... a classic Disney thing, The I trotter guess. DNA where he's like, it's delicious. <laughs> Wait for him to grow up then. Then there'll be more of him. Why you gotta get him while he's a kid? It's tougher. Tough. Trotter veal. (laughs) (laughs) 
what a terrible I'm a vegetarian why did I make it such a terrible joke I don't know it's gross we've blown off course <laughs> we're gonna end up in Jersey <laughs> this is how dead. we know that the centipede is from Brooklyn right <laughs> he knows he doesn't want to go to Jersey but James confronts the rhino yep to save his friends I'm not afraid of you oh the rhino's like well you should be I'm rude because he knocks the seagulls off the peach and they all fall. Yeah. But then he's gone. That's true. He doesn't eat him, which I guess is the... Well, he's probably like, you're going to die. Preferable anyway. outcome. Yeah, he's like, I'll just send you plummeting to your death. It's all the same to me. So James wakes up and he has turned back into a real boy. Mm-hmm. And, oh, he's on top of the Empire State Building. Where he at? This is a funny scene because there's just, like, peach juice getting on everyone. Yeah. This <laughs> is <It's just laughs> funny. falling from the sky. Very sticky. Yeah, and then a police officer notices that he's, like, on top of the peach, on top of the Empire State Building. Yeah. The little girl with the telescope is like, officer, there's a boy up there. And he call- he gets on dispatch and is like, send us the biggest crane in New York. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess they have to have something to get to the top of the building. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how big buildings build are it. built. This isn't an architect podcast. <laughs> yeah. Don't know and I don't want to know. Um, but they get James down from the building, but he's worried about his friends because he's like, where are they? They were just here with me. Right. They um, got blown off course. And then, guess who it is, Meat Wedge? How the fuck? Who? I mean, clearly they drove across the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, because their car is squished and full of water and they yeah. are too. Like, they got crabs seaweed and, and shit. seaweed attached yeah. to them. <laughs> Anti-sponge pulls the crab out of her butt. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and the ants are like, this is our peach. This is our kid. We're taking him back. What? How they? What? I have questions. Clearly, what are they planning to do? Take Get the, the car and drive back underwater. I don't know. Is there, a like... se- oh, there should be a sequel to this movie. Yeah, it's the ants journey across the bottom of the ocean. That would be incredible. <laughs> it would be really funny. Just them just driving along. Like they get to the water. They somehow get like the glow worms and then they turn into cartoons too so mm-hmm. they drive across the bottom of the ocean and mm-hmm. have their own adventures yeah but it doesn't make them better people at all yeah clearly <laughs> How that does... has to be what happened uh, yeah it's gotta be it's gotta I wonder be if they ran into there were the... a thousand of them they're only what five bugs one peach and one boy it's gotta be more magical shit happening yeah i don't know i don't either but how did they know where to find him i mean they knew that he wanted to go to new york but yeah. that doesn't mean that's where he went I'm I guess they were you, just like, that's the first place we should look. They got magic worms. Yeah. Which sounds like you should get that checked out. They got magic worms. They probably had a fucking map in their pocket, too. That was like, look, here's the peach. Mm-hmm. But they show up. Yeah. They're trying to get him back. Yeah. And then James is like, no. And a voice from the shadows says, let the boys speak. Who could it be? I don't know. Who could that have been? He is wearing too many pins on his jacket, but <laughs> probably alternate reality Slugworth. <laughs> But James stands up on this car in front of the peach. Says, fuck you. Gives a peach speech. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I'm not going anywhere with you. I don't need you or your fucking fish heads. Nope. Or your shitty chores. Nope. I'm hungry. Sick of being hungry. Yep. I'm drunk on peaches. <laughs> don't fucking come for me. No, not come for me. Yeah. He's like, the way you beat me. <gasps> I know, I know. I love that scene because I was just like, what? No, he's lying. And James is finally like, you know what? And the audience is all like, oh! Yeah. 
Yeah. I flew here across the whole ocean. Yeah. In a peach. Yeah. I'm the one who did it. I'm not nothing. Yeah. You are. You are. Ooh. Ooh and, and then, then the ants are just like. They're just going to murder him. We're going to just chop you up into tiny pieces in with this axe. In front of all these people with axes. Fuck it. In the fucking New York. In front of a literal cop. He's right there. And the cop is like, you know what? I know how to handle this. I'm going to blow a whistle. He's just like, whoa, 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 It doesn't even stop them. He just Yo. Well, they have axes. <laughs> They're clearly insane. I'm going to whistle you to death. Yeah. It works. <laughs> Thank God. Then. The bugs return. Yay! And prove James' story. Yeah, they float down from the sky. And it is so satisfying. Yeah. I feel like this is the best part of the whole movie because every other movie would end with James just seeming like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And like, none mm-hmm. of that happened. Yeah. But he got to be like, no, they're real. Look. Look, there they like, are. Oh, tight. He even gets to introduce them one by one. Yes. It's perfect. It's so sweet. And then <laughs> Miss Spider wraps them up in a web and the kid crane just carries them away yep, bye and the cop is like that seems fine yeah it's wherever they're ending up we'll deal with that later not my jurisdiction and then there's all the little cute news stories about yeah they all get jobs kind of like the epilogue i almost spit my coffee out <laughs> when the news story with the worm being a skincare rep i was just <laughs> we like, love a smooth man oh my god <laughs> I know. It's incredible. I love it. They weren't like, oh, no, he sells dirt at the garden center now. They were like, no, "No, he has great skin. He's smooth. Yeah, and they they end it with, they all live in Central Park together. Yep. Inside the peach pit. Yep. James gets to tell the story over and over again. He's got more friends than he knows what to do with. Probably because he's famous, but. Yeah. But it's great. The end. The end. God, it's so cute. And you're right. It is so satisfying where it's just like, this is. Ah, he deserves all of this. Yes. It's like the old man says. He wasn't meant to be miserable. Right. He was supposed to be happy. He was supposed to have a family and friends and like get to and something went wrong. Yes. And he gets to be The whole movie is is really pleasing. Like, I don't know, I feel like and I've talked about this before, I really don't like dramatic irony. I don't like when a movie is going one way and you're like, that doesn't seem realistic that that would happen next and it almost kind of happened just to add drama. Right. But I feel like this movie progresses in like like, of course the ants make the peach into an attraction. Yeah. You know, like, that's what would happen. Yes. And, of course, he lands on the Empire State Building because, like, it all fits together. That's where he was trying to go. And the ants get outed for how terrible they are at the yes. end. Like, that's satisfying. Yes, they shouldn't the have gotten to and... get away with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This movie, yeah, it was like, I don't know, I can't think of the right word for it, but satisfying is... is... It all, like, fits together. Mm-hmm. Again, everybody doesn't, like, think that James is crazy. Like, it just all happened, and that's fine. Yeah, and everybody likes him, which is what his little song yeah. said, that I'll get to the city and people will be like, hey, James. Right. How are you? Yeah. Isn't it a lovely day? Exactly. All right, the end. The end. I got some questions. Let's hear them. What do you think the rhino represents? And is that how his parents actually died? Is that what happens in the book? So in the book, they are f- straight up eaten by a rhinoceros a real rhinoceros that escaped from the zoo that's it they're on a trip without him they're like shopping or something and they've left him at home and they get eaten by a rhino and then he just never sees them again i don't think rhinos eat meat they do not so something weird happened yeah like do you feel like like, he's weird yeah but i almost am like is that i don't know did something else happen and that's just what they're telling the kid yeah it's a weird thing to tell a child though yeah you know it's like does a, does a rhino, like, represent something? It would make sense if they were to tell him, 
his they still tell him that his parents are dead you know so it's not like more comforting that they got eaten by a rhino than anything else that happened because the end result is still that they are dead it's not like oh they went on this trip to this magical place but unfortunately you couldn't come but they're fine they're still dead and he knows that right but i almost wonder if again children's story rolled dull bunch of silly shit always happens but like almost wonder if it's a story to be like a rhino is a thing that you're never gonna run into so we can tell him this so that it won't like make him afraid of something him forever you know like tell him they died in a car wreck and then he never wants to ride in a car again or something you know like i i had seen some people say like it was a car accident and that he had turned it into a rhinoceros because of like the way it sounded and the headlights and like the glowing like eyeballs on the rhino and like maybe like a hood ornament could look like yeah to a four-year-old child like maybe that's what his brain turned it into Mm. and then oh or like the jaws of life tried to get them out of the car or something yeah maybe he was in the car like a a really bad thunderstorm was happening which is why like it's like this like clouds and lightning and shit did it make you cry it did not because you've seen it so much i think so i mean there's not i don't know the part with the grasshopper made me a little like yeah him playing music it was just really sweet yeah and all the bugs being real and and like james feeling justified and everything yeah gave me a little little heart tug it's cute not like a full-on like weepy moment but just like a oh yeah yeah it was like such a very happy ending it really is yeah but it's just not it's happy but it doesn't feel super sentimental i guess to yeah me. i don't know but no it, it didn't i mean like yeah it's not like he got to new york and his parents were still alive yeah that you know, would like, make me cry. he's just making the best of a shitty situation for sure replay rewind definitely a replay yeah you've already seen it a whole bunch yeah. well it's a replay for me too for sure i only have one complaint okay well the songs were good songs yeah i just they felt kind of forced to yeah. me yeah they felt a little like, oh yeah, this is a musical. Uh, yeah, song here is fine. You know, I don't know. I don't feel like the songs themselves felt like they fit very well. Hmm. Like the songs on their own are good, interesting songs. Yeah. But I almost don't feel like they fit with the movie. Like huh. it felt okay. like it being a musical was like an afterthought. Yeah. The one that feels the most natural is the one that they sing about how much they love James because yeah. the grasshopper is already playing the violin. Yeah. Yeah. That one felt like it made sense. Yeah. I guess there really are only other there really are only two other songs right so it's yeah there's only a couple and i think maybe that's why yeah they feel a little there just aren't enough yeah huh i don't know that's all my questions okay well i will tell you have the summary of the book yeah um pretty much the same james parents are eaten for real by a rhinoceros in real life right uh he meets the old man who gives him the green things it grows a peach then James climbs inside and meets all the bugs. They roll into the ocean. The biggest differences are in their actual adventure. So yeah. they are attacked by for real sharks instead of a mechanical shark. Uh-huh. They catch 501 seagulls one by one. They don't oh. catch them in a net. They just like, yeah, it's just like a race against time. They're just like catching them one by one. Yeah. And finally get enough to escape the sharks. There is also a silkworm in the book. In addition to all the other animals, they just oh, leave okay. the silkworm out, which yeah, I mean, there's very already... crowded in there. There's a yeah, I feel like it was glowworm ar- and a worm. There's already a lot of yeah characters to begin with, so they leave the silkworm out for a kids' movie. So then they go up into the clouds and they meet uh, a race of cloud men. Oh, who are in charge of the weather? They're responsible for weather phenomena. That's fun. Um, they like throw hail and stuff like that. Yeah, and then of course the centipede taunts them and they get into a fight. Ah classic 
So James is like, we got to get, they crash into a rainbow at one point. James is like, we got to get out of here because we're all, you know, we're all going to die. Ah, the gay agenda. Yeah. (laughs) That's where we keep it. So he's like, if I cut some of these seagulls loose, then we'll drop lower. Right. They do that. They realize that they've made it to New York City. Um, So they go up instead of down. Yes. Instead of going underwater, they go too high. Yes, they go up into the clouds. Yeah. Um, And then they realize that they're in New York, which the people there first mistake it for a giant bomb. Oh, no. And so they call, like, the police and the fire department and everything like that. And then James is like, no, 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 it's a peach. Here's the situation. And everybody's like, cool. Here's the peachuation. <laughs> it's a um, sticky peachuation. Yes. <laughs> the other biggest difference is that New York is not their destination. Oh. It just happens to be where they end up. Oh, okay. They were just going to Yeah. Go. They were like, we just got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of incidental where the centipede's like, let's see what happens if I cut this peach loose. Okay. And then they are just like, well, we're in New York now. Tight. Yeah. Cool. This is fine. They don't have this obsession, like this fixation on New York of like, that's the place where we need to be. There's just like really anywhere, but here would be great. Yeah. And New York is where they end up. But those are the biggest differences. Are the ants as tenacious? Yes. They are both very awful. Um, The poem that anti-sponge says about herself is from the book like they are oh nice very much spiky and spongy and yeah yeah very much like that do they show up in new york at the end too no they're dead oh they died yeah they get crushed by the peach oh tight as soon as it gets cut off and that's it for them hell yeah they just die almost out of my drink out of drink gotta go well that's interesting i mean i feel i feel like the thing the changes that they made were fine not like oh why'd they do that yeah i think you can really enjoy both both versions yeah, and um, I don't think that they would have killed the ants in such in an outright way in the movie. Yeah. yeah. It has been banned quite a few times. Yeah. In various places. Why is that? I, it kept popping up when I was Googling, but I was like looking for other stuff, so I didn't read it. Yeah. Some people cite the fact that there is a lot of... There are drug references. Are there? In the book? In the book, yeah. There's a song that the centipede sings to James that says, Once upon a time when pigs were swine and monkeys chewed tobacco... And hens took snuff to make themselves tough, and the ducks said quack, quack, quacko, and porcupines drank fiery wine. So there's just, like, tobacco and alcohol references? Yeah. In Indian River County, Florida, one mother brought it before the school council because there are a lot of mystical elements and magic. Just wait for Harry Potter, bitch. Oh, right. It was banned in a town in Wisconsin because a reference to the spider licking her lips, which they said could be taken two ways... (sighs) possibly sexual a sexual spider like calm down straight people calm down um also some people got upset because it says the word ass yeah he <laughs> the it. grasshopper calls the centipede an ass which i did love it's so funny that's like the classiest way to curse yeah you're an ass you sir are an ass exactly and then someone else in hernando county florida said all right florida i don't like the fact that the grasshopper says i'd rather be fried alive and eaten by a mexican which is not great. Yeah. I mean, grasshoppers are more of a common treat food sure. in Mexico. Yeah. But... It's a thing that happened. So they were like, that's racist. And I'm like, I mean, maybe. Yeah. So it was released on April 12th in 1996. Mm-hmm. It cost $38 million and it only grossed $28.9 million. Oh, yeah. It did not do well. But I couldn't really find much information about why. Yeah, I don't know. It got a lot of critical acclaim and like everyone likes it. Yeah. And so like I was trying to see if there were other movies that came out at the same time that were just like bigger draws for an audience. But mm-hmm. there weren't any. Hmm. 
Like, nothing else really came out around then. That's really strange. Yeah. I don't know what was going on in April of 1996 where no one wanted to see this movie. Yeah. That's very strange. Yeah, you'd think... I don't know if it's... I mean, Roald Dahl was pretty well established as, like, you know, I mean, Willy Wonka was out Yeah. at this point, and... I, I don't know, did he have other movies? Stuff too. Yeah. I know he's pretty resistant. He was pretty resistant to having Yeah, he had died stuff before made this into... came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He actually had been approached quite a few times about making this into a feature-length film, yeah. and he said, nay. Yeah, and then he died, and his widow was like, okay. Not it. She loved it, though, and his daughter loved it, too. They both were like, I think Roald would have really liked this. Yeah, I think he hated the original Willy Wonka. Hated it. He called it an abomination. Yeah, I love it so much. I know. Yeah, he said, I mean, and I, I will mention this again when we do it, but he said if he had known what they were going to do with it, he would never have signed over the rights to it. I wonder how he would feel about the Johnny Depp one. Yeah. The Johnny Depp one is closer to the book. Yeah, it's much darker. But the first one is better. <laughs> but yeah, I can't I can't figure out why it was a flop, but it was, and it, but it did get a lot of critical acclaim. It has a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. and it was nominated for an Academy Award for the music and the score. So I guess I'm yeah, an asshole Randy Newman. for thinking that it wasn't didn't fit. But the music, like I said, the music itself was good. It yeah, felt incongruous. Just feels a little. Um, I did read <laughs> Roger Ebert's review. Ooh, tell me. Well, as I was telling you earlier, or I think I've said on air before. That yeah, I'm we've gonna... talked multiple times about how he gets shit wrong. Yeah, try and keep better track of that. So I have a new section in my notes called Ebert Watch. He seemed to like the movie. Okay, he gave it like a three out of four. Okay, but he said. They're saved by seagulls who lift the peach into the sky on silken threads from the glowworm. No, no, it was the spider. It was the spider. You idiot. Yeah, it's just such a weird thing. And also his review is like really detailed and like point by point almost of the plot for like yeah. four paragraphs. And then the last paragraph is like the last hour of the movie. He just like sums it up in like three sentences. That's and it's like, I think the kids like it. <laughs> He just realized how much he'd been... It's like what we do where we're like, oh, we've been talking for two hours. Yeah. Wrap it up. Right. He just got Oscar playoff music. (laughs) Yes. This was Roald Dahl's first children's book that he wrote because he'd been writing adult books until this. Really? Yeah. Huh. I never think of him as an adult author. Yeah, because he became... Reading that made me want to find some of his adult books. Yeah. I found an article. It was really long and I didn't read it. Okay. Gonna be honest. (laughs) But about the dark side of Roald Dahl Mm -hmm. and like all of the like weird misogynistic things that are in his books and like racist stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of a weird dude. Yeah. I The little bit that I read was like women are either like really soft or really evil. Yeah. They don't have like personalities. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that's true. What else you got? There is a fun, like, little credit. I like, like, to look at the credits and see, like, what, if people have, like, weird jobs. Yeah. And there is Stephen Kutcher was the spider wrangler for this movie. Nice. So he's very in charge of the spiders. Um, speaking of the spiders, Paul Terry, who plays James. Yeah. This is the only movie he's ever been in. Yeah, I saw that. It was his first movie, which yeah. they're, like, introducing Paul Terry. And then when filming that scene, he got bitten by the spider. <gasps> and he said, fuck this. This sucks. I'm out. And he quit acting. He was in a TV show for yeah. two seasons after that. I saw that. It was called The Little Soap or something? Micro Soap. Micro Soap. Yeah, he yeah. was in a show, show called Micro Soap. Yeah, because he's a little kid and he was like, a spider bit me and I don't like acting. This is dumb. And he quit. Do you want to know what he's doing now? Yeah. Oh, no. He's in a band. Oh. They're called Glass Apple. One word. Okay. I'm going to play a song. <laughs> Let's hear it. Actually, what he's doing now is, from what I could tell, he's a math teacher. 
Aww. which I think would be fun if you were like, he's like a sixth grade math teacher. Yeah. And if you were like, my teacher was James and James and the Giant Peach. Cute. But in like 2005, he was in a band called Glass Apple. They have three songs. Paul Terry, if you're listening to this and you're mad about it, fucking DM me, dude. <laughs> Come at me. They only have three songs? Yeah. But they're on the internet. Yeah. I bought them. <laughs> he's going to so. see that purchase and then find you. That's and then fine. listen to our podcast. That's You know what? I hope so. Yeah. And I'll take it out if you want me to, but I'm going to play this song. This one's called Listen to Me. That's Paul Terry's. He's the bassist in that band. They're called Glass Apple, and I think What's that they're great. Delightful. Yeah. Very, like... Very mid-2000s. Yeah. Like, straight up. Almost even, like, mid-90s. Like, yeah, kind of Goo Goo Dolls, Eve 6 yes. kind of shit. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Cute. Yeah, I like it. they were fun. Dig it. Yeah. Into it. Third Eye Blind yes. type shit. I was trying to order the actual physical CD to see, like, what the booklet looked like, but... Yeah. Is like $16, and mm. I was like, I'm not that committed to this bit. Yeah. So I just mm. bought the MP3s. Well, that's cute. Good yeah. for him. No yeah. spiders to deal with when you're playing in a band <laughs> or teaching math, I guess. No spiders. Yeah. So then... Do you think he's like, a spider ruined my acting career? <laughs> I think maybe he just didn't like it at all. Yeah. He like... just wasn't into acting. Yeah. And he was he like, was movies like, suck. Maybe I'll try TV. No, I hate that too. This is the last fucking straw. Yeah. That's fair. So he did a really good job, though. I thought he did too. Especially for it being his first movie. Yeah, he did. It didn't seem like he was just learning. Yeah, you know, he's a very good actor. He auditioned. He was one of five hundred children. Wow, that auditioned for this part. They're like, you have the biggest head. Can you? (laughs) It's yours. I feel like I'd be kind of annoyed if I. I mean, he did do a great job. Yeah, but I feel like I'd be annoyed if I picked a kid who then was like, actually, fuck this. Yeah, (laughs) like okay, a lot of other children probably would have had a good time, Paul. I mean, at least he finished the movie, I guess. For sure. And um, did a great job, although it didn't make any money. There's really, like, not that much information about this movie on the internet, and I don't know why, but it annoys me that I couldn't really find yeah, a whole lot. Yeah, tell me more about it. Tell me about the, you know, the live action and the claymation and the stop, you know, all of that. Yeah, so the stop motion is tight. Yeah. But I couldn't find anything about it. No. I did read that the director had originally planned for James to be a real actor through the whole film instead of being, like, made into a cartoony right. character. Right. And then he was like, well, maybe I'll just do the whole film in stop motion. But then he settled on an entirely live action and then entirely stop motion sequences because it, like, made it cheaper yeah. rather than, like, mixing the two together. Right. I do think it's interesting um, that the bugs stay big. I guess they got higher doses of the crocodile tongues. Because oh, James yeah. turns back into a real boy. That's true. Yeah. But the bugs stay, you know big and wearing suspenders and being able to speak english so i do think that's interesting 
that he doesn't stay a cartoon or that they don't turn back into tiny bugs yeah that that feels like clearly it is because of budget issues yeah well it wouldn't be as fun if he gets to new york and he was like here's my friend the centipede and then he's just like whoop tiny centipede and he has to live with a for (laughs) real centipede and a house just with five bugs yeah (laughs) these are my roommates That would suck. <laughs> yeah, true. So it, it wouldn't be you'd the happy ending You'd have to tiptoe around your house so you didn't step on anyone. Oh my god. Well, yeah, you'd have to just make sure, like, you guys live up here. Yeah. You know, I'd build them so little nervous. walkways and stuff. It would be cute, but lonely. Because he wouldn't be able to hear them talk. Another interesting thing that I saw. Yeah? I was reading about Pete Postlewaite. 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 Pete. <laughs> Mr. Pete. The man who plays the man on the funny jacket. <laughs> yeah. His Wikipedia page says he's fluent in iambic pentameter, which I didn't know was a thing that you could I, do. What does that mean? I guess he can just speak in iambic pentameter without thinking about it. That's a crazy talent. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense why he was in Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Romeo plus Juliet. Excuse yes. me. That is. Yeah. That's a strange thing to say that you're fluent in. Yeah. I mean, if anybody could do it, I guess it would be him. I love him so much. I didn't realize he had died in 2011. Yeah. And it made me a little sad. R.I.P. Rest in iambic pentameter, my dude. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that's all that I could really find. I wanted more information like, what is the peach made of? Because I want to put my hands in it. Mm, Just peach. (laughs) They just grew a giant peach. For real peach. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. When it's big and he's like pushing up against it. It's like, yeah, I want to. Yeah. I want to touch it. What What does it feel like? The structure. It looks fuzzy. How did they make it? I don't know. I mean, we run into this a lot, and I guess it's just because... Like, Disney movies are locked up in the vault. Well, yeah, that, and it's, you know, there's not just people writing a bunch of articles for the internet. You know, back in the 1990s, your article had was probably published somewhere. It's, now anybody can write an article about anything, because they're like, I'll put it on my blog, and right. it doesn't need, like, a newspaper well, we found or a, a whole bunch of stuff or... about other movies. I mean, I found so much shit about The Brave Little Toaster. That's true. And that came out in 88. You That's know, true. This movie just 89. wasn't that interesting. It's just strange. I want to know why it was a box office flop. I want to know how they filmed all of the shit. I tried to type in, like, deleted scenes or behind the scenes and stuff like that. It didn't Nothing. really come up with anything. Hmm. There's, like, a behind the scenes with Randy Newman. Yeah. About the <laughs> soundtrack. No, thank like, you. Okay. That's my the least interesting part. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Maybe it Roald Dahl's widow was like, yes, but you can't tell anyone anything. It's just magic. It's yeah, it's actually magic. You gotta boil the film in the skull of a dead witch for twenty days. <laughs> I've always thought that uh The Lion King was the punniest Disney movie, but this is a close second. Yeah. I yeah. think all the movies that we've covered have a lot of puns. Yeah, but just like per capita. Hmm. This one is it's high up there. Yeah. There's a lot of good one liners. He's committing pesticide. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, defeated the shark no-handedly. Wait, say it right. No-handedly. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) There's, you know, talks about how he has a half-brother. He's got two half-brothers. No, I have two half-brothers. Yeah. It's just, there's just so many. There are a lot of little bug jokes. Bug jokes, yeah. A lot of good ones. And not even (laughs) the centipedes yelling at the, or the, where the grasshopper is yelling at the centipede. He's like, what's your latitude? What's your longitude? He's like, hey, that's personal, bub. Yeah. It's just. It's just very funny and a lot of, yeah, a lot of really good one-liners in this movie, so. I want to know how Richard Dreyfuss felt about filming it. God, I love Richard Dreyfuss so much. Me too. Yeah, I meant to mention that. Richard Dreyfuss is in this as the centipede, Susan Sarandon is the spider, and then David Thewlis is the... Woim. 
wine. <laughs> yes. It was good. It was well casted, well acted, well yep. filmed. It's cute. It's a little bit scary, but... I don't think it's any scarier than any other movie we've covered. No, there are definitely scarier movies. I think it's maybe the least scary, except for George of the Jungle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, the Brave Little Toaster dream sequence is terrifying. The movie's terrifying. All, all Dogs Go to Heaven dream sequence is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. What other movies have we covered? They're all scary. We're Back was hella scary. I mean, yes. the parts that were scary were very scary. The Santa Claus maybe wasn't scary. I don't know. No. Muppet Christmas Carol was not scary until it was very scary. Yeah. Why are kids' movies so scary? Why do we like scary movies as adults? Because we're tough and we watched all these scary-ass movies as children. You don't really like scary movies. Though. I do not. You're too scary. I am baby. <laughs> you watch children's mentioned. movies when you want to get yeah. scared. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what will happen? Ah, mechanical shark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. That's all I got. There's a big peach. Do you like peaches? Yes, I fucking like peaches. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of peaches, we're just going to mention again this drink that we've been drinking. Maywitch has good. had some of these drinks because she's flailing in the garage and no one can see her. <laughs> I'm flailing in secret. The point is, go listen to Area 215. My drink was great. Because they're great and funny. This drink was great. And they make great drinks on that show that have such cute names. Yes. Like Ectogasm. Yes. I love that one. Yes. On their episode about ghosts. So go listen to it. Um, I know they're on Spotify. I'm sure they're on all the things. We all the other too, cool platforms. Sure. Yeah, because we're on there. It's not that hard to get on there. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They'll let fucking anybody on there. We're the lowest bar, so everybody else <laughs> is probably doing better than we are. Yep. Uh, on that note, we are on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on iTunes, where you can rate and subscribe and review and all that. So oh, do that if true. you've got. Neither of us have iPhones, so I didn't minute. know that yeah <laughs> cool but if you do you should do it you can message us on instagram or tumblr at replay rewind podcast you can email us at replay rewind podcast at gmail.com if you want but you don't have to <laughs> yeah you don't have to you just can it's up to you let us know if you've ever been inside a peach not in a sexy way in an adventure way <laughs> strictly in an adventure way would you could you in a peach would you climb into that beach? No. If it, not you, the audience. I'm I already know your feelings on it. For the audience. If you were James in that situation, would you climb into that beach? I want to know. Message me about it. In the meantime, stay fresh, cheese bags. Reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, and rewind. I eat dirt. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.